Ever want to know what we talk about behind the scenes? Want someone to tell you what to read next? Look no further. We've got you covered. Settle in for bookseller conversations, book recommendations, bookish and bookstore news. Eavesdrop as we talk to authors, get to know our booksellers, and dive deep into some of your favorite books, our reading habits, and other biblio mysteries. We're heading Behind the Bookshelf. Hi, it's Jessica here at Country Bookshelf. With the weather getting nicer and the days getting longer, I thought I'd check in with our staff to see what their summer reading plans were. Libraries around the valley have great programs and lists to keep your TBR piled high, but don't forget to try your hand at the Country Bookshelf Reading Challenge. There are 12 thematic goals, one for each month, but there's still plenty of time to give it a try. Grab a copy in-store or visit our website, link in the show notes. You can also find past challenges there if you really want or need to fill your summer up with books. Get ready, we're heading behind the bookshelf. I was able to snag our intrepid booksellers for a quick rapid-fire Q&A about their summer reading plans. This is the first podcast appearance for some of our booksellers, like Kathy and our newest bookseller, Tate. First, I asked them how they like to read in the summer. Here's what they had to say. I like to read for hours. I want to sit down and dive into a book and hopefully finish it in one sitting if I can. Um, either in a shade in a hammock or on a blanket in the sun with my dog. Well, I like to sit on the same indent I've been reading on for the past five years. I just sink in so nicely. I like to have a, a cup of hot chamomile tea. In the summer, I'm not gonna lie, my reading habits are pretty identical to the rest of the year. Um, I tend to be reading five to seven books, all in different genres, because I like to pick up whatever I'm feeling inspired by. But I definitely take it outside a lot more. I get out on my lunch breaks. I get out in the morning with my tea. Um, I try to sit in the grass. I try to make reading time outside time in the summer, for sure. Although sometimes I then have to wear sunglasses because the white page reflects into my eyeballs and blinds me. Uh, camping mostly when I'm in the woods next to the river. It's really nice, quiet, lovely, and sunny. Mm, like my favorite place, and it all has to do with place during the summer, I believe, just because there seems to be a little bit more... Um, well, freedom of being outside because of the weather. I think any place quiet, if it's alongside a stream, it's better. If it's in, oh, on a tree line. I imagine my favorite place to be is up at a cabin, just because it's quiet. And I can be more thoughtful when I'm reading. I'm not interrupted. There's a couple of ways I like to read in the summer. Um, my favorite is waking up first thing when it's still a little cool out, sitting out on the porch with a nice cup of tea and just looking out at the mountains while I cozy in with a nice summer read. Uh, but I also really enjoy going on car rides. Um, not so much right now with gas prices, 
but hopefully those will even out a little bit and we'll go on some long car rides and listen to some audiobooks. And also sometimes when I'm out hiking on the trails, it's nice to have an audiobook going to kind of keep you company. As long as you're also paying attention to everything that's going on around you. Uh, don't let some wildlife startle you or you startle some wildlife while you're listening to a good audiobook out there. My ideal reading definitely takes place on sand, preferably by a body of water in a nice little chair in the sun, but probably under shade because I am a a pale person. (laughs) And yeah, just reading in the sun and then going in for a dip and then coming back out and reading again. I like to read in the summer with my cat on my lap um, because the sun shines in in the morning and my cat is always sitting in this certain chair. And so I go and I sneak right next to him and we read together. So I'm a winter person, and if you catch me reading out in the sunlight, something is terribly wrong. I'm probably, like, dying over there or something. I like going to the library, I like going to the tea house, I li- and I have my special chair at home. If I'm in the sunlight, nothing is going to happen. I'm just going to sit there and probably fall asleep or something like that. It's got to be nice, comfortable, in the shade. Then I checked in with their thoughts on what qualities make a good summer read. I think we might have a consensus. What do you think? Something you can get lost in. um, Something that'll bring you somewhere else. But I think especially um, a summer read to me is something that evokes summer. It evokes the heat of summer. Whether it's the temperature, um, where it's at and when it's at and during the time of the year. um, Or kind of that summer-loving, lusty heat. Spicy. (laughs) Spicy heat. (laughs) I think any book is a good summer read, so long as it's engaging. Well, it definitely depends on who's doing the reading. I'm working at the bookstore. I give a lot of recommendations for summer reads, and it usually is light, maybe in content or tone, so maybe even it has a lot of heavy content, serious things happening, but it's jokey, it's fun, or the content itself is more fun and light, easy to slip into, um, or also I definitely think escapism is something that's really fun in the summer. We're relaxing, we're having a good time. So yeah, some I often turn to romance when people are asking for a fun summer read or fantasy for sure. Awesome character-driven fiction. I usually like something with adventure, magic, and perhaps some historical fiction. And mystery is always good too. Those are, those are, I mean, it's a large order to fill, but they're, they're out there. (laughs) For me, a good summer read is just something light and fun. However, it's also just a great time to tackle anything that's on my to be read, something I started and just didn't, didn't get the chance to get around to finishing. Um, So broad spectrum books, but if I'm picking up something specifically for the summer, just something light and fun. I have a hard time pinpointing this for myself at points, I think. But I think just being swept away, no matter what that is. Sometimes it's a little fantasy book or a collection of essays or a really academic nonfiction read, but I want to be engrossed in whatever it is. I feel like a good summer read is a book that you can kind of take a break from reality with. I feel like we do a lot of school reading and even when you're not in school, the winter and everything can be kind of hard. So summer is the time when you should read just for you, not because you think it'll be a good 
edifying book or it's knocking off the list of classics, but because you want to read it and it's fun. I mean, as long as you're able to like completely shut out the entire world around you, like you should be able to read the book in like 90 degree weather and not even feel the heat, I think is what makes a summer book. A lot of people say, oh, you're just supposed to like breeze through it. No, no, no. You should be like invested in the book to the point that it's a detriment to your health in some circumstances. I, th I think that's what makes a good summer book. Finally, I asked them to share their hot summer reading recommendations for this year. I've got three. Um, <laughs> uh, first one um, is a newer book, Animal, Animal by Lisa Tadeo. Um, it's in California in the summer. It's hot, it's juicy, and it's unlike anything else. Um, book two is Euphoria by Lily Kang. Um, a little older, perennial. It's just so steamy and delicious, and it'll take you somewhere else. Um, and my third one is Slouching Toward Bethlehem by Joan Didion. Um, it's a good forever book of essays, um, also about um, set in California, about California, and the people and the place, and just, it's just fantastic. There's no such thing as an easy job. Kikuko Sumura, because summertime is the best time to read a novel about the relationship between you and your work and how we all fit into this world. Well, the opposite of what I said is a good wreck. It's not escapism. It's kind of getting a little nitty gritty in your own life, but it is light and it's a pleasure to both read and listen to. It's called The Power of Ritual. It's by Casper Turkile. Um, it is sort of a book that lives in the self-helpy landscape, um, but I really love it because it's not prescriptive and you need to do X, Y, Z to make everything perfect. It's um, really approaching it with your life and the things and really identifying what is important to your life and what is important to your day-to-day -day activities and how do you want to celebrate those and make them intentional. The Casper Turkile, I've listened to his podcast for a long time and um, he's just really funny and brings in personal examples that are just really fun but it's it's all about I mean the subtitle is turning everyday activities into soulful practices and you and I were talking about how a lot of this sort of revamp your life stuff happens at the beginning of the year in January but summer is a great time you can sort of sit aside you can think about it really sort of structure this time um, to make the rest of your year really well really great and one thing I really like about the book is a, it's a, talks about how um, life comes in cycles and in rhythms and finding ways to celebrate those cycles as they come back around and back around. So yeah, a really great summer read to delve into making your life feel more celebratory every day um, and just embracing the power of ritual. Things in Jars by Jess Kidd, and it f checks all those boxes that I listed before. It's set in uh, Victorian London, and it follows the escapades of a female detective known as Britty Divine. Um, and there are some elements of magical realism and mystery and adventure um, and a wonderful cast of characters.
So this year, I just recently finished Mary Roach's Fuzz, uh, which uh, if you've read any of Mary Roach's work, she looks at topics that border on the taboo, um, things that we don't always talk about. Um, and Fuzz is all about nature and when it doesn't behave the way we would expect an upstanding citizen to behave. Um, and it's all about the great outdoors. You have uh, a lot of uh, topics like bears and moose um, and different ways that people are managing uh, interactions with those animals. For the traveler, she travels uh, to different countries uh, dealing with what monkeys and how they behave around people um, and some, you know, other charismatic megafauna like jaguars and stuff like that. So um, it's a fun read about the great outdoors. She's real um, pithy and snarky and just lays it all all out there on the table. Lots of fun, um, just great outdoors topics and a lot of fun things that we don't always think about. So it's going to be a new one this summer because I didn't read it until the fall. Build Your House Around My Body by Violet Cooper Smith. It is a generational ghost story. It takes place in Vietnam. I think during the summer too, you really get to feel the heat of those Vietnamese nights. And it is out in paperback this July, July 5th. It is a little spooky, so probably not the best before bedtime or at least it wasn't for me, but it totally sweeps you away and gives you a great possession story, great horror, great ghosts, and I love it. For this summer, my summer reading recommendation is I'll Give You the Sun by Jandy Nelson. Um, I like it for many reasons. First of all, June is Pride Month, so I've been celebrating by reading all sorts of queer fiction and nonfiction. Um, and I'll Give You the Sun is queer, but it's also a mystery, a coming-of-age story. Um, it's beautifully written prose. It's a very... Um, powerful YA novel about a brother and a sister who used to be very close but something has torn them apart and so you sort of uncover with both future and past perspectives leading up to a central moment in the book. It's just the sort of book you can't put down and it makes you feel good in your heart which is essential summer reading quality. Um, so my go-to reading this summer is going to be the book Pogue Mahone by Patrick, uh, let's see, insert Irish last name here. Um, it's it's like slated to be the next sort of James Joyce's Ulysses type thing. It's a, a very strange book. It's basically like uh, sitting in an Irish pub and having some random guy tell you his entire life story. And I, th I think it's a great summary just because it's something I literally plan on reading basically the whole summer. It's a big, it's a big book. It's like two inches thick, hundreds of pages. And I'm just going to have a real chill time of kind of working my way through it. It's like a, it's like a whole meal. Don't forget to check out our digital audiobook partner, Libro.fm, for book playlists for whatever summer sends your way. Thanks for joining us behind the bookshelf. We hope you found some inspiration for your summer reading goals and some tips on great spots to do said reading. If you spot a bookseller at the tea house or on the trail, ask them what they're reading. As always, you can visit the show notes to find links to all the titles we mentioned today, as well as the Country Bookshelf Reading Challenge and our digital audiobook partner, Libro.fm. 
See you next time behind the bookshelf.